Tabernacle of Praise. Good morning. Good morning, Tabernacle of Praise. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad about it. Those of you that are watching online, we are so grateful that you chose to worship with us this morning. You could have worshiped any place, but you decided to come into God's house at Tabernacle of Praise 17. 21 Parker Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63138. We're going to ask everyone to please stand as we sing the opening song, Sabbath Rest. We set our work aside. Sabbath, everybody. Come on, now that sounds like the folk in back of me. Good morning, happy Sabbath, everybody. Good morning, happy hey, that Sabbath. That sounds a little bit better. Are you glad to be in God's house just one more time? Amen. Are you glad to be on the land of the living just one more time? One more time. Just one more time. Yes, sir. Amen. It's indeed an island and a privilege to be here. You may be seated in the presence of an amazing and awesome God. We are so excited that we were able to worship our God in this fashion on this Sabbath day. To be able to just give him praise, honor, and glory. Yes, yes. For just being just a good God and just recognizing that he is the only one 
that is able to keep us in the midst of this crazy world. You know, this is a crazy world that we live in. Amen. Amen. I mean, there are some things going on while we're sleeping. I know, I don't know about you, but I hear stuff at night. Come on, somebody. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But I'm so glad that God is my protector. Amen. That God is my shield, my buckler. Amen. I'm so glad that he keeps me Amen. in the midst of all that is going on around me. That no matter what's happening, I can continue to look to the hills uh -huh. from which cometh my help. Oh, yes. My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Mm -hmm. The creator of all things. Uh -huh. He's a wonderful counselor. Yes. A prince of peace. Yes. He's our mighty God. Yes. Beside him, there is no other. Yes. Are you glad to be able to worship that kind of God? Yes. That you don't have to worry about some fire coming along and burning down that God? Some of us have gods made out of gold and stone and yes. wood. All it takes is a good gust of wind. Yeah. And that God is gone. Mm -hmm. Come on, somebody. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But my God created the wind. My God tells the wind how to blow. Yeah. And how far to blow. Yeah. It's my God the one to tell the wind when to breathe in. Yeah. And when to breathe out. Yeah. Oh, that's my God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. My God is in control of all things. And so I just want to welcome you here today. Amen. And just want God to just do a great work in your life. Amen. Again, as it was already mentioned, we want to welcome those that are viewing with us online. We understand that you could be somewhere else, but we praise God for Amen. you. We thank God for you. Also, we want to welcome you who are visiting with us in the house today. Amen. 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 We praise God for you. Amen. I know, I know, you know, if your car worked like my car, it only turns when I turn the steering wheel. Come on, somebody. I, I, I don't know. Maybe your car turns by itself. I know they have a commercial out where you can take your hands off the wheel and the car park. Anybody seen that commercial? Yeah. Amen. But the way my car works, when I turn left, it turns left. Uh -huh. When I turn to right, it, it, it turns right. Yeah. I'm so glad that you made a conscious decision to turn right up in this parking lot. Yeah. Come on, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> you could have turned and went somewhere else, but you're here with us, and we want to welcome Amen. you, and we thank Amen. God for you. We want to welcome Sister Alicia. Amen. Praise God for you for being here with us. Amen. Amen. We thank God for you. We give God praise for you. We know you could have went somewhere else. Um, or Neil, praise God for you. Can you just wave your hand in the back back there? Amen. We praise God for you. Amen. We understand you have a powerful testimony, but we want to invite you back sometime. Amen. We want you to invite you back to come and just share your story with us. Will you be able to do that for us sometime? Is that all right with you? Praise God. Amen. Praise Amen. God. We thank God for you. And also we want to welcome Lil Rob. Amen. Amen. Praise God for you. Amen. Amen. And you know, it's good to visit family. Amen. It's good to visit family. It's good to get out and go see your cousins and your uncles and your auntie. That's right. And so this next person, we want to thank God for her, Sister Patsy, for coming out to visit your cousins. Uh -huh. <laughs> All the way from Northside, we praise God for you for visiting family. And Sister Kathy, I see you have your granddaughter with you. Amen. Amen. We Amen. praise God. And I just want to just do a shift right back over here. Um, we praise God for um, um, our very own family. Um, we funeralized um, her dad on the other day. We thank God um, for Sister Crystal. Amen. Amen. I had a moment there. Yeah, and I, know I, heard a, I heard a little voice in the back back there. <laughs> I heard a little voice. <laughs> that, 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 I, yeah, help, help your struggling pastor out. Because he had a moment just that quick. Amen. <laughs> but we praise God for you for coming out. We're praying for you and the family. Amen. We thank God for you. Um, we know that God is 
um, a very present help in a time of storm. And also we want to remember um, Brother Jenkins, who is funeralizing his grandmother today. Yes. And I understand we have some deacons that are there representing, holding it down, Amen. holding him up. That's what we do as family. Amen. Amen. Um, and so we praise God for our deacons that are there to support their um, brother. Amen. Their um, 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 colleague, if you will. Um, in ministry. Um, at this time, I just want to share just a couple of more announcements, um, and I'm going to get out of your way. Um, we know that God is doing a great work in the St. Louis area. I just want to bring your attention to, um, I don't know if we have that slide available for um, our marriage retreat that will be taking place. We know that, you know, couples is, you know, you know it's good to know that, um, you know, you can meet someone and fall in love with them and and with the hopes of spending all eternity or the rest of your life with, but, but sometimes stuff happens and, um, and you just need a reboot or a refresh. And so we have our marriage um, retreat, um, our couples retreat that will be taking place. You see it on the screen there. Um, and so if you are in a relationship, a couple, and you want to get away and just strengthen your marriage, and, and, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that there's something wrong right. in the relationship. Um, everything could be going great, and everything could be going gravy. Amen. Amen. Um, and it, you know, but it's good to stop and take a pause and do a little checkup, um, and just spend that time away from the children. Amen. Sometimes these retreats just help you to get away from the babies, um, and spend that time together for those that have babies. Come on, somebody. Um, also, we want to actually remark your calendar for February the 24th. There's a special. Um, program, a black history musical that would be taking place at our sister church um, north um, at Northside um, the 24th, right? 25th. The 25th, amen. Okay, well, we, the 25th, um, February the 25th, and I believe it's at 4 p.m. Yes. And so we ask that you will mark your calendar for that special event that is going on. Amen. Will you we be singing? Yes. We will be singing there. So we encourage you to come out and be a part of that. Also, we want to encourage our members. Um, to utilize our elders. We have a wonderful, wonderful elders team. Um, uh, one of our elders is away on an engagement. Um, he's speaking. Um, one of our elders sitting in the back, Elder Kwame. Could you just raise your hand, Elder? Amen. Amen. One of our elders, our elder up here, Elder um, Wellington. And then we have um, Elder Harris, who was at home um, with his wife, nursing her back to health. Come on, somebody. Um, but Amen. we want you to utilize our elders. Um, for, you know, if you have a situation going on, sometimes we feel we need to call the pastor. And I don't mind calling, but there are some things that um, we can call the elders and just bring them in on so that the pastor is not overwhelmed um, with a lot of things. So if you can utilize our elders, they are very prayerful. These are prayerful elders. And as a matter of fact, you know them more than I do. So I don't need to really go into anything, but we just ask that you would just give them a call um, and let them know and speak with them and share with them. Amen. Um, at this time, we do want to just take a moment and bow our heads. Um, well, before we do that, do we, we, we're still in January, right? This yes. is still January. Yes, sir. Okay. Last <laughs> I just had to, you know, we're almost in February, um, but we want to celebrate all about January. Do we have anyone? Uh, just a couple more days left in the month. Any birthdays in January that we missed? Sister Brenda, did we? <laughs> did, <laughs> she wasn't here on her birthday, though. Oh, no, no. But you was away on your birthday, right? <laughs> That's all you want to know. Yes, you did. You had a wonderful birthday bash. That's 
Amen. We praise God for you. I'm not going to throw your age out there. Amen. Well, we praise God for all of our January birthdays. My brother will be celebrating his birthday on tomorrow, so I will make sure I give him a call just to let him know that his big brother says happy birthday and that I do love him. So um, at this time, if we have no birthdays or anniversaries, could we bow our heads for a word of prayer? Let's pray. Father God, again, we thank you once again for allowing us to come in this space and to be a part of this amazing day. Again, God, we thank you for our guests, our family, and our friends that have chosen to come and worship with us, our family. We ask now that as we enter into this time of worship, we invite your presence here and now. For this is the day that you made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. amen.
Amen. How great. How great is our God. Danger seen and unseen, he protects us and covers us. As we gather our thoughts, our hearts, as we approach God's throne, we want to remember, as I mentioned earlier, those that are still bereaved and those that are still dealing with the loss, the hurt of the loss of a loved one. Um, we know that God is still in the business of bringing about healing. Um, we know that God is faithful and he, he's just and that he will give you everything that you need. Um, even when we don't deserve it, he still looks out for his children. And so we thank God for being that kind of God. Um, as our practice now this year going into the new year, we have been intentional about praying for our family. And so we want to ask um, Elder Kwame and Sister Joyce, if you're able to make it um, down front, we want to surround you in prayer. We want God to do a miraculous uh, thing in your life. Um, we believe in the power of prayer here at Tabernacle Praise. We know that God will will deliver and that he is a deliverer. Amen. Have a seat right there. We'll um, come down and we're going to put oil on you. We want to pray for you and pray with you. And as always, we ask if you choose to come close, we ask if you want to come down to the altar and come close to the altar. We invite you to come um, at this time. Um, we want to remember Brother Jenkins, um, who is battling with health, I mean, who is funeralizing his grandmother today. We also want to remember um, our very own Sister Teresa, um, who is recovering from health challenges. And there are others that we want to lay before um, the throne of God. Our very own Sister Crystal, we praise God for you. We want to remember you in prayer as well. Um, but at this time, if we can just gather around, um, connect one with another um, as we go before the Lord in prayer. It's prayer time. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we are so thankful, we're so privileged, and we're so honored to be able to come before you in this manner. Uh, Father, we thank you for life, health, and strength, and all that you do to keep us in the midst of this world that we are in. So as we gather today, God, we lay in our petitions before thee. But before we do that, oh God, we just ask that you will forgive us of our sins and that you will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And as we are intentional about praying for our families here at this church, we want to lift up before you in a very special way, um, Elder Kwame and his, and his wife, Sister Joyce, we pray right now, oh God, as we place this oil, which symbolizes your Holy Spirit, upon them, oh God. We understand and know that there is no power in the oil, but the power lies in you. But this is just merely a symbol of your anointing that is upon them, oh God. Whatever issues that they're dealing with, oh God. Whatever trials that they're facing right now, God. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will stop by their home and that you will do a great work. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that the power of God would fall, would fall mightily upon them. 
We pray right now in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus that your Holy Spirit will move through their bodies and their mind. That whatever issues that they're having, oh God, you will work them out. That you will make the crooked road straight, oh God. Whatever health challenges, oh God. Ache, body aches, oh God. Pain in their limbs, oh God. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will allow your wings of healing will shadow them, oh God. We pray right now for Elder Kwame and his oldest brother who lost their son, oh God. We pray that you will bring about healing upon their lives, oh God. We're asking, oh God, that you to do this because if you don't do it, it cannot and it shall not get done. So, Father, we come to the one that created all things, the one that spoke all things into existence, the one that see the end from the beginning. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will cover them with your hand of mercies. We pray that you will go with their going in and their coming out. Let your word of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, O oh God, be acceptable in thy sight, O oh God. We declare it and we decree it right now, O oh God, that you will walk with them and you will talk with them and that you will let them know that you have them. Whatever financial issues that they are going in, that you will break the chains that bind them. Whatever health issues right now, O oh God, that you will maneuver through that thing, O oh God, and let them see you in the name of Jesus. Father, go with their children right now. Go with the grandbabies right now right now oh God go with them in the name of Jesus on their job and in their home let them know that you are a God that you have all power in your hand that you are the bomb in Gilead so father we pray your covering over them today we pray over their marriage today oh God we pray over their union today oh God we pray a committed connection with you oh God we pray their seat in the kingdom oh God Oh, Father, let your will be done. Let your presence be made known. That when we leave here, oh God, we will not leave it the same way. So, Father, we pray for Sister Teresa today. We pray right now that you will give her healing in her back. We pray that you will hold her up, oh God. That you will bring her back 100 plus, oh God. Be with her husband, Elder Harris, oh God. We pray that you will be with Dad Harris today in the name of Jesus. Be with Thomas Jenkins today as he funeralizes his mother. We pray right now, oh God, all those that are battling with cancer, all those that are stricken with illnesses, oh God, that you will let your presence be made known. Father, you're still a miracle worker. You still have healing in your wings. You're still able to raise the dead and give sight to the blind. You're still able to speak, oh God, and the atmosphere must listen. Oh, Father, we bless you today. We honor you today, oh God. We give you praise this morning, oh God, for being so good to us. Danger, sin, and unseen. Walking with us and talking with us, knowing that we don't deserve it, oh God. But for some reason, you saw fit to breathe the life in us yet again. For some reason, oh God, you saw fit to allow us to make it to this worship experience. So, Father, we take nothing for granted. But in all things, we give thanks. Thank you for our guests and family and friends that chose to worship with us today. Let us not leave here, God, the same way we came. But let us leave here with a new connection. Let us leave here with a new attitude. Let us leave here with a new connection with you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us leave here, God, knowing that we have been with you. So much is going on. So much is happening, Father. And Father, if you don't step in and shake it up, oh God, it'll just continue to deteriorate. But Father, have your way today. 
Be with the word today. Be with the spoken word. Be with the worship service. And again, God will be ever so mindful to give you the praise, the honor, and the glory. Thank you for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you are about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. And Father God, we just want to lift up before you a sister Neil, oh God. Lord, Father God, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that whatever it is that she's battling with, whatever it is that she's dealing with in the name of Jesus, that you would touch her right now, Father. Father, she's battling with cancer today, oh God. And she needs you right now to help her maneuver through this thing. Father, the enemy is trying to take her out. The enemy is trying to snuff her out. But we claim the blood of Jesus over her life today. Father, we just met this system. But we believe in the power of prayer. And we believe that the prayer of the righteous availeth much. So, Father, do what you do, O oh God. And deliver her from whatever addiction, whatever issues, whatever problem. Lord, Father, let her see you in the midst of it all. Oh God, touch her right now. Father God, she is struggling with this thing. Father, she needs you to show up in a mighty way. Father, we need you to show up in her life. Let her deliver, be deliver her over to you, oh God. Do it in the name of Jesus. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. Thank you for allowing her to come by here. She could have been somewhere else, Father. But Lord, you directed her steps to come to this place. So we bless you and we honor you. And we believe in a miraculous miracle over her life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. feel that? Hallelujah. I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret too. Here's the secret. Prayer changes things. It truly does. I'm a witness. Any more witnesses out there that prayer does change things? So don't ever give up on God. He's never going to give up on us. I like to say now is a time where everyone can participate. It's time for stewardship where we return our time, talent, temple, and treasure back to the Lord's work. Now, I want to remind you, uh, last year we gave out several book bags for our students because we want our students to stay in school. Don't be no fool. Uh-huh. We want you to use that mind. A mind's a terrible thing to waste, right? right. So we want to help our children mm-hmm. to stay in school. And you can help because August 6th is our plan for Backpack Sabbath for this year. Amen. So we want you to assist. By each month, we'll ask you to bring in a donation of one of the items that we're going to put in the backpack. For February, it's going to be uh, notebook paper. So you can just go to the dollar store, get the notebook paper with the three holes in it and the lines on it. And we want to bring those in. This year, we are aiming for 200 book bags. Amen. 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 
Again, if we're all praying and we're all working towards it, God's going to bless our efforts and crown us with success. So remember oh, that. Yeah. February, notebook, paper, just bring it to the church, and we'll store these items until we get up to August 6th, and then we'll hand them out to all of our young people Amen. that are in school, going to school, or whatever. We want you to be a part of it. Also, tomorrow uh, from 9 to 5, as ABBA Daughters of Faith is having an online prayer meeting, you can see me for the Zoom ID to tune in. That's going to be great. They got speakers planned. It's going to be another terrific opportunity for us to send our prayers up Amen. so that what comes down? Blessings. Blessings. Amen. And then finally, go to the conference website, central-states.org, because I told you that they're having the Financial Peace University. Mm -hmm. Only the first 40 people are going to get in. I want that to be all 40 people from Tabernacle all of Praise. Right. So look out there on the website. It's coming up uh, February 23rd, I think, is when it starts. And it's only $50, which is one-third of the regular cost. Amen. So get that. Get out there on the website and take advantage of that. Because as we are faithful to God, he's going to be faithful to us. Amen. One also asks you, did you hear earlier what the pastor said about how good God's been to him yeah. yeah God's been good to him he's been good to you too Amen. did you hear the choir song great and glorious awesome victorious yeah. how great our oh, God yeah. is to us so when we think in terms of God like that about how good God is to us yeah. then being faithful in stewardship should be a piece of cake right Amen. Amen. don't look at it from what I'm giving to God because we don't have anything we need to give to God. He has everything. He owns everything. He Amen. gave you everything that you have. So don't look at it like you're giving anything to God. Amen. It's an opportunity for us to show God how much we love him, how much we trust him, how much we depend on him. Yeah. And when we, when we look at it in that frame of, of reference, it's easy to be faithful and tied and offering. It's easy to use your time for God. It's easy to use your talent and your body for God. So let's take a different point of view about stewardship and tithe and offering. We're not giving God anything. He's given us the opportunity and the blessed chance to show our love back to him as much as he shows to us. Amen? Amen. Would our deacons please come forward to lift the morning's tithe and offering? And also remember, you can return your tithe and offering on a cash app at dollar sign TOP giving, as well as through AdventistGiving.org. Dear Lord, we thank you so much for the privilege that you've given us to return unto thee that which you have given to us in the first place. We ask and pray that you will bless us, dear Lord, to be honest and faithful. Help us to be giving. Give us a selfless, selfless attitude, dear Lord. Help us to be cheerful givers to return unto you that which you've given to us. Yes. Bless this offering which has been returned, that which is to be returned and tithe as well, that will be used for a worthy purpose, dear Lord, of spreading the gospel message to all the world. In the blessed name of Jesus, amen, amen. 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 Just by way of announcement, February, the Black History Month, um, we're asking that <clears throat> each Sabbath you wear your African attire, but particularly on February the 18th, 
is our African-American day here. So if you have anything, wear it on February the 18th, but we're just asking you all month long, let's just celebrate with our African attire. And February the 18th is our African-American day here at Tabernacle and Tabernacle of Praise. Please invite your friends. One day soon. One day 
I don't know how. I don't know how. But he's coming back. But he's coming back for me. He's coming back for me. Back for me. And I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. With my lamp. With my lamp. Trimmed and burning. Trimmed and burning. Trimmed and burning bright. Goodbye world. Goodbye world. I don't know. But what I do know is that he's coming back for me. Do you believe it this morning? Can you just wave your hand in the air if you believe it? I'll be waiting there with my lamp. Trimmed and burning. Oh, yes. Can we say that again? Goodbye, world. One more time. Goodbye. I don't know. I don't know how. But what I do know that he's coming back for that he's coming me. Back for me. Yes, back and guess for what, family? Me. I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. With my lamp. With, with my, my lamp trimmed. Trimmed and trimmed burning, burning bright. bright. Oh yes. He's coming. Yes, sir. With, with majesty, majesty and glory, and glory to, say, to say, come my people, come, come my people, people come. come. No more sorrow, no more sickness. Oh yes, for all things on earth will be done. Goodbye world. I don't know how long. I don't know how long. But he's coming back for me. But he's coming back. Oh, I believe it this morning. He's coming back for me. Back for me. And I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. With my lamp. With my lamp trimmed. Trimmed and burning bright. Oh yes. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming soon with majesty and glory to say. Come on, people, come. Come on, family. Let's get out of here. Come on. No more. No more. We're about to get out of here. We're about to get out of here. Can we get out of here this morning? Can we leave here this morning? Come on, family. Goodbye, world. Goodbye, world. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know how long. But he's coming back for me. But he's coming back for me. He's coming back for me. Back for me. And I'll be waiting there. I'll be waiting there. With my lamb. With my lamb. Trimmed and burning bright. Will you be ready? 
will you be ready? Will you be ready? Will you be ready? Come on, family. When he comes again. 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 When he comes. Ready. you but I am ready for Jesus to come I went and did devotion yesterday at the school and I asked the young folk about going to heaven I said what how do you feel when we talk about going to heaven how does that we're talking young folk I said when I think about going to heaven this is what they said. I get excited. This is what they said. They said, I feel, I feel good inside. This is what they said. Young folk. I'm ready to go see Jesus. I don't know about you, but I'm like the young folk. I'm ready to see Jesus. I'm ready to see Jesus. I'm ready to wrap my arms around him and just sit at his feet. No more cares of this world. No more troubles. If you don't have no other reason than to give your life to Jesus, it's because of the troubles of this world. All the troubles and all the problems and all the issues and all the drama and 
all the stuff. Let alone the fact that he's God and that he laid his life down that you may have life. So we worship him today. We magnify him today and we praise God for you. Amen. Thank you so much, praise team. Choir, musicians, we praise God for you. If you have your Bibles with you, if you can turn with me, <laughs> if you can turn with me as we look at our passage for today found in the book of John, John chapter 1, we're just going to read a few verses down to verse 6. If you have it, please stand with me in honor of the reading of the word of God. This is a very familiar passage. Um, but we want to spend some time here as the Lord baked new bread this morning. Amen. Um, John chapter 14, that's the gospel. Um, John chapter 14, verses 1 through 6. You should have it on the screen. I'll read, and then you will read the second, and we'll go after that. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. And where I go, you go. And the way you go. And then Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? Verse 6 together. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Today we want to revisit unfinished business. Unfinished business. Let us pray. Father, you have heard the proclamation of thy word. You have heard the sounds of your children. Now as we enter into this space, we ask that you will speak to us, through us, that we may only hear you. We praise you, we magnify you, and we give you all praise, honor, and glory for what you are about to do in this place. I must now decrease that the word of God may increase into your hands. I commit my spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. You may be seated in the presence of our amazing God. Un finish business. The book of John or the writer of this gospel who is the son of Zebedee, his father Zebedee, his mother Salome. Um, his father Zebedee was a fisherman. Um, he used to fish on the Sea of Galilee and Salome was one of the women who attended Jesus as he ministered throughout the region. And on the cross, it was John when Jesus looked down and commanded his own mother um, to John. And the Bible tells us that John um, took her into his own home. Uh, John was the youngest of the 
uh, apostles when Jesus called him into ministry. And he was called to be a follower of Jesus Christ while being engaged in the family business. Uh, amending the nets is what John did. That's what was his profession, working with his father along with his oldest brother, James, uh, at the lake of Tiberias when Jesus called him to this gospel ministry. It was James and John along with Peter uh, who were uh, permitted to uh, infrequent favors by our Lord Savior. Uh, it, it, it was these individuals that uh, uh, would soon uh, be called the sons of thunder. These three uh, uh, would be called the sons of thunder. It was by Jesus who saw their fiery temper, um, 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 had their fire, fiery um, 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 temperament, trying to get that temp out. <laughs> temperament, amen. Their fiery temperament where Jesus coined these three as the son of thunder. It, it was because of that they were also the only disciples that were permitted, if you will, to uh, 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 be with Jesus when he raised Jairus' daughter from the dead. Now, I don't know about you, uh, uh, just looking at these three disciples as Jesus permitted special favor and special moments to, to be close with him. I can just imagine how the other disciples must have took note. Why is it that Jesus used these three? Why is it that Jesus allowed these three in on certain favors, certain things where the other disciples were left out on? It was only, only, only they were allowed to attend the Savior at the Mount of Transfiguration. And, and these same three were permitted to be present at the Savior's suffering in the Garden of Gethsemane. It was also these three, along with their uh, Andrew, in whom the Savior specially addressed himself when he made known the declaration of what will be coming upon Jerusalem. John was also admitted a special friendship with Jesus. He is mentioned as the disciple whom Jesus loved. John was special. John, it was John uh, that, that, that presents Jesus Christ as God in a simple yet profound way. It's only in the book of John that you will find these, at least these seven I am's, I am statements that Jesus made that is attributed only to God. It is John that speaks that I am the bread of life. It is John that is recorded Jesus saying that, that I am the light of the world. It is John that records Jesus' statement of I am the door of the sheep. These seven I am's that is attributed to God himself. Now Jesus is making it very clear that he is not only just a man, but he is God. 
I am the good shepherd, he says. I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus now pronounced that I am the way, the truth, and the life. And you must follow with me because when Jesus is speaking the I am statement, it does something in the mind of the hearer. It does something in the mind of the disciples as they now reflect back to Moses on Sinai. When Moses asked God, when God told Moses, I need you to go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And it was Moses that said, wait a minute, God, give me one minute because they're going to ask a question and I'm going to need to have an answer. Uh, they're going to ask me, who is it that sent you? Who is it that told you to come and tell me to let my people go? Who should I say? And it was when God now speaks to Moses and tell Moses all you need to do is tell him I am sent you I am sent you and so when the disciples heard Jesus and make this, this make this declaration it did something to them caused them now to look at Jesus in a different light so now Jesus breaks it down a little further as we look at our text. Jesus now goes on and he tells them, he says, let not your heart be troubled. Now, I don't know about you. I have to take a pause right there because when I think about all the stuff that goes on in my world, when I think about all the stuff that goes on in my little sphere of this thing called earth, when I think about what's happening to me, there is so much trouble, so much drama, so much issue where if you're not careful, you will be swept away by the cares of this world, getting bad news by the doctor and your children acting some kind of way. And now you're finding out that you got more money more bills than money. I know where you thought I was going, but I had to help you out right there because some of y'all understand that you have more month than money. But I realized that Jesus said, regardless of where you at, regardless of what's going on, don't let your heart be troubled. Stop letting your heart be overwhelmed by stuff that really you have no control over. I mean, the reality is we all made choices and we all made some good choices and we made some bad choices. And like my daddy told me when I was younger, he said, you made your bed lying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm so glad that I serve a God that even though I have to go through the crucible, even if I have to lay in that bed that I made myself, he said, guess what, baby? I'm going to lay there with you. Don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. You see, the disciples were troubled because Jesus had just announced that he was soon believing them. And how now were they were going to proceed with moving in this thing called ministry when the one that set up shop, when the one that called them out of the muck and the marrow, the one that established all this is now talking about going away. How in the world am I supposed to do this without you? Uh, Jesus, wait a minute. You did not call me to follow you for you now to abandon me. I know sometimes we feel as if Jesus has stepped out of the picture. It seems as if Jesus has taken the back seat, as if Jesus has got in the vehicle, locked the door, turned the ignition, and is about to drive off. I just want to help you right here because Jesus is telling us right here. He says, let not your heart 
be troubled. And for those of you that may not understand and realize that in the Bible, whenever we see the words written in red, this is Jesus speaking. So this is not John just telling some story, but these are actually Jesus' words that are recorded by John in the book of John 14. So now they proceeded to tell them, Jesus telling them that his, that his absence would only be temporary and that his departure would not be far for, for their benefit. In other words, I need you to understand that me leaving is for your good. Yeah. I, 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 I get it. I understand. I understand. Let me just, let me just stay right there for a moment or two uh, uh, because it seems as if whenever we get bad news, we stop right there with the bad news. But could it very well be that some bad news is really good news? You see, you see, you see, we look at it from our perspective. We look at it through our lens. But see, God looking at it from a different perspective. God is looking at it through a different lens. So while we see it as bad, God said it's good. I know, I know, I know, I know, y'all. I know, I know. I just, I just want to help you out right there because I want you to understand that I'm not just saying something to be saying something. That when I see stuff that's bad, I'm saying, Lord, no, no, Lord, no, 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 that's, that's, that's bad. He said, well, son, it's really good. I'm like, Lord, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. You may need the, the other glasses because see, for what I'm seeing, it's bad. And I mean, it's real bad. But see, it's always going to be bad from your perspective. I need you to understand because, see, God says high, look low. See, God looking at it from a different perspective. God see it from a different advantage point. God see it from looking at the end, from the beginning, from the end to the beginning to the ending. God is looking at it from the inside out and the outside in. But we're only looking at it from one direction, and that is our personal direct we're not looking at it from the benefit of others we're not looking at how this thing that i'm going through is going to help somebody else out we're not looking at it like that we're not looking at that me going through this is setting somebody else up for a blessing <laughs> no 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 we look at it and we see our demise we see our setback we see our hang up and what god is saying is i'm not just looking at you but i'm looking at those that will come after you so disciples it's important that i leave it's imperative that i leave because if i stick around here the holy ghost can't come now aren't you glad jesus left now It is very, it's a very short time life for these disciples that was, they was going uh, uh, to fall into. You see, their sun was going to set at midday and their world was going to collapse in chaos all around them. And at such time, there was only one thing to do. And subsequently, the only thing to do was to hold on and to trust God. Because there are times when it gets so bad that your only option is Jesus. And it's a sad thing when we diss Jesus for the circumstances and we kick him to the curve over the problem but if we stop long enough and realize that this thing is working out for my good that this setback is only a setup for me to come back that I'm doing something great it may not feel like it it may not look like it it may not even sound like it but I get it and I understand that Jesus do what he do because Jesus see what we can't see and what we don't want to see and what we're not willing to see because if we were to look at it then the realistic way we will run to the hills 
where no help is there. So everything that we go through, Jesus tells us, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe in God, he says. Don't let your heart be in trouble. You believe in God, he says, believe also in me. You see, this believe, this word called believe is a Greek word called pistuete. Pistuete. This is a, I ain't trying to throw the Greek on you, but I just need you to understand that in the Greek language, the word has a little bit more depth. You see, when we say believe, we say, you know, just believe as if that's just it. But see, when we talk about believe, not only this here word believe uh, in, in the text is an ongoing belief. In other words, it's not just a belief for the moment. But this is a belief for an ongoing, not just today, not just tomorrow, but, but, but this is an ongoing belief. Don't believe when things are going good. Don't believe when everything is going your way. I'm talking about believing even when it's difficult. I'm talking about believing when believing is unbearable. I'm talking about believing when everybody else has left you, you are still able to stand there and declare that my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can think of or even imagine according to the power that worketh in me because he said it it's guaranteed I shall not be moved like a tree planted by the water why because I believe in what Jesus said so he said don't just believe he said believe in God you believe in God now I need you to believe in me because it's so easy to give a credit to God. He said, well, you know, God. But Jesus said, wait a minute, let me just help you out. I want you to believe in God, but I need you to believe in me also. Because this is a continuous action or a state of implication. It lets us know that we need to continue on believing. He says, I go away. He said, my, in my father's house are many mansions. He said, if it were not so, I would have told you. You see, Jesus saying here, disciples, I need you to understand, disciples, that I am leaving. Now, I could have just left. I could have just dipped. I could have just bounced. Okay? I could have just went on and did the exit stage right. But because I understand you better than you understand yourself, I'm going to let you in on something. I'm going to let you know something. I know it's going to be troublesome for you. I know it's going to be hard for you to swallow and digest. But I'm going to have to let you know because, see, I understand that me not telling you would be a worse catastrophe than if I tell you and you go through it. So let me tell you and deal with that repercussion. Sometimes it's best that we get the news that we get. Because I know, I'm going to be honest with you, there are times I wish and I look back over my life, when I look back over my life, and I'm like, Lord, did it really have to go down that way? Did it really have to happen that way? Did it really have to go the way that way? Could it, Sister Kat, could it have been some other way? But then I have to stop and realize that I'm talking to God. I'm talking to Jesus, the one that laid his life down that I may have life. And I struggled with that for a moment because I often thought Jesus couldn't have been some other way for you to redeem me back to you than you going through the horrible death that you went through. Could there have been some other way, Jesus, for you to redeem me? And he comes back, he claps back, as, we, as the young folks say. He clapped back and said, if something had to die. 
the only way that I can save you from a devil's hell is that something had to die. And I made a conscious decision to be that one to die so that you don't have to. And so now I'm beginning to understand that, Lord, even though it's unbearable, even though it hurts so bad, I realized that it could be 150 plus more ways that it could have went. But you said this is the best way. Therefore, this is the only way. Any other way won't get the job done. I hope I'm helping somebody in here today because I'm going to be honest with you. Every day of my life, I'm always looking for some window to jump out, not because I'm suicidal, but because I want to get away from the stuff. Don't commit me today. Don't commit me yet. Wait a minute now. Every day I'm looking for a door to open so I can step through and get away from it all. Hope I ain't by myself in here. But Jesus said, this is the best way. This right here, because it's the best way, it's the only way. Because any other way just won't do. Sometimes God got to take us down that road. So he said, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I'm not going to tell you something that I can't stand on. That's what he said. If it were not so, I would not have told you. I would have told you if if this wasn't the best way for you. I'm not going to tell you something that's not true. That's why we trust him and that's why we believe in him. That's why we stand on his promises because he's, I, I believe, God, that you're going to give me the best answer. Anybody ever taken a test and you looked on your neighbor's paper? Come on, don't, be, don't, don't, don't play me like that. You, looking for, you look to the left, you look to the right, and you want to see which one got the best answer. I know, I know we got babies in here, but you adults, come on now. Don't get all, you know you, some of y'all didn't even take the test. You just put your name on it, turned it in, went down the line, X, 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 X. Zero, X, 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 X. Looking for the best way out. God is saying, I'm your best way out. Don't look at your neighbor's paper. Don't look to your left or to your right. Trust me, and I'll guide you through it. And even if you have to go down, I know how to bring you up. Even if you have to go in, I know how to bring you out. Even if you have to go over there, I know how to bring you back over here. I just need you to trust me. Because I'm not going to tell you something that's not true. I'm not going to put my reputation out there on something that I can't stand upon. You have to understand this is God's reputation that is at stake. The only reason why we're in this is because the devil told Eve, you can eat the fruit. You won't die. God don't know what he's talking about. It's God's character that's at stake. You're just pawns. You're just being used. Now, whose side are you leaning on? I'm going to prepare a place for you. You see, we see this function of Jesus. He says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Once one of the great thoughts of the New Testament is that Jesus goes on in front for us to follow and for us to follow. Jesus said, listen, I'm going there. And if you give me just a little while, 
I'll bring you there with me. I'm going to prepare a place for you. Ha, huh, that's a that's a that's a that's a shout right there because when I think of Jesus taking time out of his schedule preparing something just for me. You know, my wife, and I, you know, I use her a lot in my, in my sermons and my children and my family because I tell you, they have been such a blessing to me. Amen. I, I, they, they, they've been such a blessing to me. And, and, and I watch my wife um, when she's in the kitchen. Sometimes I sit down at the table and I'm in there since bit just keeping her company. I, you know, I ain't cooking too much. I mean, I can. I can. I, you know, I can do what I need to do. Amen. Uh, uh, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, uh, but I like to sit in there and I like to watch her cook. And I watch as she, as she, as she moves through the kitchen with such care. And as she and as she puts the seasoning in with such with such care and, and as she's preparing the meal with such care, I'm seeing the love that she's putting into the meal. So when I sit down at the table, I already know, bro, Mike, it's going to be good. Come on, somebody. Just because I was there, are you a witness? Just because I was able to watch her move, Jesus says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And I can just imagine as Jesus is moving through the corridors that he's preparing it with such love that is preparing this place with such passion that is preparing this place with you in mind he's not just throwing something together He's not half-stepping with this thing. But he says, I want to be intentional because when my guests come, when my, when my babies come, when my children come, I can just imagine Jesus going to be standing back. Look what I've done for you. You know how it is when you cook that meal, when you bite into that lasagna, that, 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 that little quinzy. What, what is it? Lasagna? Yeah. Boy, my tongue. <laughs> you got to love this, don't you, boy? I tell you. I'm going to get out y'all way in a minute. I'm having too much of a good time with stumbling over these words. feel like Moses right now. Lord, why you call me up here to do this? Lasagna. <laughs> with such care. With such thought. Let not your heart be. Listen, I'm not going to tell you something that's not true. Jesus, we see here that Jesus functions. He said, I go to prepare a place. But then we see Jesus' honest, honesty. He said, I will come back. If it weren't so, I wouldn't tell you. Jesus said, listen, I'm honest. I'm not going to tell you something that's not true. And then we see the ultimate triumph. Jesus said, I'm coming back again. I will come again. Make no mistake about it. I will come again. And if you could put a pen right there and just ask the question, who's going to stop him from coming back? <laughs> any, any takers? Who's going to stop Jesus from coming back? If you can't find nobody, then what is preventing him from coming back? After he done prepared this mansion with your name on it? After he done prepared this place with you in mind, streets of gold, no more sickness, no more death, no more issues and no more drama, no more pain, no more tears, no more sadness. And no, why wouldn't he come back? Jesus said that where I am, I'm getting ready to get, get out of here. See, when everything is said, he says, I will come and get you so that where I am, there you may be also. And I'm so glad that Jesus says, 
I'm going I'm, to I'm be there with you. I'm not just coming to pick you up and drop you off and then leave. But I'm coming to get you so that where I am, there you may be also. Forever spending time with Jesus. Forever hanging out with the creator of not just the world, but the galaxies. Places that you have not even seen yet. Your mind cannot even comprehend. I know we look at the Hubble scope and all these pictures that they take talking about the galaxies over here and the galaxies over there. They can't compare to you actually walking in the galaxy. It's one thing to see a picture or something. It's another thing to be in the midst of that thing. Because you can show me a picture all day long of what it's like. To be in Italy. But oh if you ever allow my feet to touch the soil. That's a whole other another experience. Jesus says I, I get it. And so Jesus answered these three questions. He, he, he asked that, that were asked by his disciples. In verse 4 through 6 he says that whether I go you know. And the way you know. Thomas said unto him Lord we know not whether thou goest. And how can we know the way? Jesus says unto them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. And again and again, Jesus had told his disciples where he was going. All through his ministry, Jesus was letting the disciples know where he was going. But they didn't understand. For some reason, it didn't comprehend. And Jesus has to remind them and says, yet a little while I am with you. I'm only going to be with you for a short time. And then he go up, uh, then he goes on and say, then I go unto him that sent me. He had told that he was going to the father, but for some reason, the disciples didn't understand. Just like some of us, God says, I'm coming back real soon. But we keep playing games and we keep moving as if we have so much time. We keep functioning as if we have all the time in the world. He's been saying this since my mama was a baby, since her mama was a baby. It's been over 2,000 years Jesus has been saying, I'm coming back, and he has yet to come back. What make me think it won't be another 2,000 years before he come? Well, let me just help you out right there, because it could be another 2,000 years, which I pray it don't, or another 4,000 years. It doesn't matter. Whenever he comes back, I want to make sure that my hips can I say hips <laughs> I want to make sure my hips are ready to be taken up that's all I care about I want to make sure brother Mike that when Jesus cracked the sky that I'm excited to see him that I'm not running to some hills or running for some rocks to cover me up I want to be excited like when I see my wife come home. I want to be excited like when I see my, 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 the garage door going up and I get excited. I say, oh, she home now. I want to get excited when I see Jesus crack the sky. I want to be able to welcome him with open arms. I want to be able to say, he said it. I told you he was going to come. You didn't believe me, did you? I told you he said he was going to come. 
He says, I go to prepare a place. He says, I am the way. I'm the way, just like he told Moses. You shall not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. You shall walk in all the ways which the Lord your God had commanded you. The same thing he said in, to Moses in the book of Deuteronomy. He also told Isaiah, he says, thine ears shall hear a word behind thee. This is the way. Walk ye in it. Teach me, O Lord, according to Psalms. Teach me to pray, O Lord. Teach me, teach me thy way, O Lord. The, the, the Jews knew much about the way of God in which a man must walk. So Jesus says, I am the way. What did Jesus mean? Suppose you ask someone the direction. I asked the children this yesterday when I did the devotion. I said, you know what? I remember an individual telling me, he said, you don't need Jesus to go to heaven. And I was like, hmm. Now, it wasn't so much I was so religious that it just, you know, hit my spirit. But, you know, logically, I'm thinking, if I've never been to heaven, how do I know the way? If you've never been to my house, you don't know where I live. How can you show somebody else how to get to my house? It just didn't make sense. So when I hear foolishness like that, I don't go into a deep religious spiritual place and become holier than thou. I, 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 I walk away. I just leave them standing there. That's what I do. I don't know what y'all do, but I don't have time for that because that's foolishness. And I'm not going to try to educate them. I'm not going to try to give them a Bible. Somebody say, well, you should have gave them a Bible study. No, you should have gave them a Bible study. Because some stuff is just not worth fooling with. And we can't save the world. Because you have to understand that some stuff show up in your life just to tempt or test you. And it's not for you to try to convert. And that's where we lose out on a lot of stuff. And we get frustrated and fluxed and fixed and sidestepped and sidestruck because we're working outside of the spirit of God. There were individuals that Jesus walked past every day that didn't get blessed. That didn't get healed. There were individuals that stood right there at the foot of the cross and missed out on an opportunity of salvation. So let's not get all holy and all on, on some level where we feel like we got to save everybody. Some stuff is about a choice. And I've gotten to the point in my Christian experience, and I want you to hear me, hear me clear. That if you're not going to listen to Jesus, what make me think you're going to listen to me? I'm just trying to understand. If Jesus can't get you on board, what am I going to do? What, what? I can't get words out half the time. What? <laughs> I'm just going to love you and keep it moving. That's all I got. If you need me, call me. I'm here for you. But I'm not going to go out here and, and work outside of the spirit of God. Because you have to understand the spiritual demonic implications that are out there. This is a spiritual warfare that we're in. And there are some demons that we're dealing with. And every battle is not your battle to fight. Quit stepping out into stuff that don't belong to you. Pray before you step into that situation. Call on God and say, Lord, is this what you want me to do? And if he says no, don't do it. Don't say, Lord, I don't know if I heard you clearly or not. 
There are some things that you have to just turn over to God. You don't go out to a freshly planted garden and start picking fruit, do you? You wait for the right time. Just because the sun is shining don't mean it's time. Sometimes you have to wait and let stuff grow, let stuff go through. Let, sometimes you got to let folk experience life. How do I know? Because my life told me so. <laughs> my mama told me every day of my life, son, my daddy told me, son, my sisters told me. But I didn't listen. And I did it my way. Had that Burger King mentality. But I had to learn that it's God's way, not even my way. And once I turned it over to Jesus and gave him my everything, I began to realize that it's okay to walk away. It's okay to trust God and, and leave the situation. Because God knows what's best. He says, I am the way. Here it is. I'm getting out of here. I'm the truth. He says, I am the truth. The psalmist says, teach me thy ways. I will walk in thy truth. Many men have told us the truth, but no man ever embodied the truth. Jesus says, I'm not just the way. I am the truth. And not only that, but he says, I am the life. You see, only Jesus could say, I am the truth. I am the way. I am the life. Because Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the life. Jesus understood everything. So we need to understand as we close. That there is this unfinished business. He says, I will come again. There's some stuff that Jesus said, I'm not through. I left, but I'm coming back. There's some unfinished business. What is that business? To take my people home. I will come again. Not maybe. Maybe you, can, you, 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 you came here discouraged. Maybe you came here with a broken heart. Maybe you came here with sickness in your body. Maybe you came here depressed. Maybe you came here overwhelmed. But Jesus is not saying maybe. He says, I will come again. Never forget, Jesus loves you so much. Not only did he die for you, but he loves you enough to come get you to take you home with him. That's how much he loves you. You know, we talk about events and, 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 and we get caught up on events. You know, the church, you know, they just have another event. Well, let me tell you about these three events. And I'm, 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 this, is, this is the end. This is the end right here. Uh, 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 this big event that's about to take place. We have to understand that Jesus Christ coming is a literal event. It's not something that would be secret. Looking for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible says that this event will be literal. That Jesus, when he comes back, he says that you will see it. It's a literal event. It's not a secret event. It's a literal. Not only that, but Jesus coming is personal. It's a personal event. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 11 that the same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will soon come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. This is a 
personal event. Jesus says, I'm coming back specifically for you, specifically to take you back, specifically to get you and you and you. He says, I am coming specifically personally to take you back. Not only that, but Jesus coming is a visible event. That's right. He says, behold, he is coming with clouds and every eye will see him. Oh, I get excited right there because Jesus said, he says, I will, you will see me. I will not sneak in. I, I will not show up uh, uh, on the backside. I'm coming in through the front door. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Um, but if I had the power of Jesus, uh, if I had all power in the world, uh, why in the world would I sneak in to my own creation? Uh, why would I sneak in uh, my own house? Uh, I got a key. Uh, I use the front door. I don't climb through the windows. I don't go through the side door. I don't go through the basement window. I go through the front door because it's my house and I have the key. Jesus says, I'm coming back to my house, to my earth, to the place that I set up. And I'm taking my people, the one that I breathe life into. So this would be a visible thing. Oh, every eye will see him and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Oh, if you can't get excited about nothing, you can get excited about the fact that Jesus is coming again and he's coming back and he's making that announcement uh, that I'm coming to take my people home. Uh, not only will it be visible, uh, not only will it be personal, uh, not only will it be literal, uh, but the last thing is, uh, oh, it will be audible. Uh, you say it's audible? Oh, yes, uh, ears will hear. Uh, oh, yes, at the sound of the trump, uh, for the Lord himself uh, shall descend from heaven uh, with the shout, uh, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God. Uh, and the dead, the Bible says, uh, in Christ uh, shall rise first. Uh, then we which are alive uh, and remain uh, the Bible says uh, shall be caught up uh, together in the air uh, to be with him uh, to meet the Lord in the air uh, and then the Bible goes on to say uh, then we which are alive uh, we will ever be with him uh, where the Lord will comfort us uh, we will comfort us uh, he will talk with us uh, we will be able to look back uh, and see why is it uh, that I was able to go through that uh, why is it uh, that I experienced that uh, why why is it uh, that I had to go through what I went through? Uh, why is it Jesus? Uh, and then he's going to show you. Uh, he's going to roll back the curtains. Uh, he's going to show you uh, every step of the way. Uh, why you felt like you was by yourself. Uh, you thought you was all alone. Uh, you thought you had been abandoned. Uh, you thought I ran out on you. Uh, but if you look a little closely, uh, you will see I was right there with you. Uh, you see that I was holding your hand. Uh, you will see that I was talking with you. Uh, I was whispering in your ear. Uh, if you just try Trust me, uh, just a little while longer. Uh, oh, then you will see. Uh, you will taste and see uh, that the Lord is good uh, and that his mercy endureth forever. That's why I trust him uh, when I can't trace him. Uh, I believe him uh, when believing is unbearable. And I'm a hold on uh, even if I got to holler because he's good like that. Uh, he's worthy. Uh, he's worthy. Uh, he's worthy. Uh, he's worthy. Ain't God good? I said, ain't God good? Ain't God good? Oh, he's good like that. He's good like that. He said, I will never leave you. I will never forsaken you. I will never abandon you. I will never kick you to the side. But if you can just hold on just a little while longer. Because he that shall come will come and he will not tarry so I don't know about you 
I may have had that disciple mentality where I don't know the way, but see, I know the way now. I see Jesus. I see Jesus in everything. Everything points to him returning. So I don't have to physically lay my eyes on you, Jesus. I get it now why you had to leave. I get it because you said if you don't leave, it's imperative that you leave. Because if you don't leave, the Holy Spirit or the Comforter cannot come. You see, Jesus was limited to one location at one time. Now that the Holy Spirit is here, the Holy Spirit could be everywhere at the same time. So now I can be wherever and I can call on my Jesus. And because of the spirit of the living God, he hears me. I can lean on him. I can trust in him. I can believe in him. Because he knows what's best for me. Is there anybody here that understands that God loves you? Anybody know that God loves you? Everybody know that God loves you? Father God, you are so amazing. You're so amazing. Sometimes, Father, the weight gets heavy. Sometimes we feel like we've done all that we know what, how to do. And I'm not just talking, Lord, in our own power, but we've been praying, we've been fasting and leaning and looking and searching and it seems as if we're in it all by ourselves. So Father, we're just asking you one more time. You've done it before. We ask you to do it again. Show yourself strong in our circumstances. Let us not leave here the same way we came. And if there's somebody here, God, that needs to make a connection with you, that have not given their life over to you, it is our prayer, not just a prayer, but it is our prayer and hope and belief that they will not leave here without making their calling and election sure. Thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the people of God say amen. And amen. Amen, amen. Were you blessed? Amen. Truly God is good that he has unfinished business, meaning he's coming back for you and I. Oh, what an exciting time to look forward to. Thank the pastor for his powerful words and allowing the Spirit of God to use him. And we just want to take this time just to say thank you for coming. I want to invite you to come back and visit, visit with us and worship with us again. So as we stand and have our closing prayer, remember, unfinished business, he's coming. Lord God, we are so grateful for the opportunity that's been set before us to call upon your precious name and know that without a shadow of a doubt that you will come. Let not your hearts be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me, you said. And so we look forward to that time when you shall come. And we ask, Father, that you will bless us as we go through the rest of this Sabbath. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
magnify the Lord. Yeah. Praise His holy name. Lift Him higher. Lift Jesus higher. Lift Jesus higher. I just came to magnify. I just came to glorify. I just came to praise the Lord.